Chase is alive. He killed my friend, now he's coming for me. He's got a death curse. Jason's a legend. I miss his warrior. An old friend of the Christie's. Jason belongs in hell. You're joining me if you stay here. Never come back again. You see, Jason was away somewhere. And today is his birthday. And welcome to another episode of Camp Blood Radio. I am your host, Nathan Barker, and joining me at camp tonight is the drunk uncle, Kent Mullins. Hey, what's up, guys? So before we get started, a little update on the drunk uncle uh, as far as him being handy capable. So he's got some very interesting news we definitely did not want to leave out. Uh, So originally, uh, to fix my fucked up leg, they were going to farm the tendons that they needed from my forearm to put them in my leg. But now they told me that um, instead they're going to put dead people uh, meat in my leg. They're going to put dead people inside of me and uh, fix my fucked up leg. And uh, I joked on Facebook that I, I hope it's not a, a black dude's tendance because I, I wouldn't want my right leg to be faster than my cracker ass left leg. Well, certainly not. But <laughs> I mean, let, you know, so essentially your chronic masturbation is not going to be affected. Is no, no, my arms are good. Uh, everything should be good. I'm not even, I'm not even worried about the legs. Like, I mean, imagine if you would have got the dead people's tendons in your arm, you might've been able to beat off a hell of a lot faster. That's a good, that's a very good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyways, yeah, you're walking around with dead people shit in you. I get it. That's, that's kind of a little eerie, but Hey, you know, it's always, donating organs, tissue, whatever. I mean, it is what it is. Also, if I got uh, black people tendons, I would be more African-American than Rachel Dozal or whatever her name is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't argue with that. So, yeah, I thought we better do an update on that since that's definitely, I think that's noteworthy information, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be all right, guys. Just going to be a little bit of healing time, but uh, should be out of the weeds here in a, in a month and a half, two months or so with some pretty badass scars. There you go. All right. Fair enough. All right. Moving on to this episode, a special feature, if you will. Some of you might know him from his work on the Bob and Tom show. Some of you might even have seen him somewhere in his many travels doing stand-up comedy. Some of you might even be wearing one of his emotional support beer shirts or like I am drinking your beer out of one of his emotional support beer koozies, which by the way, makes your beer taste a hell of a lot better. He's American by birth and Hoosier by the grace of God herself. And lately, his angry redneck videos have gotten quite the attention on social media. I'm talking about the universal wide comedian, Brent Terhune. I want to thank you for taking time out of your day here on Flat Earth and cruising around in your big ass truck to join Kenton and I. We appreciate it. Hey, it's good to talk to you guys. Oh, man, we've been planning this for a little while now. And, uh, if any of the listeners happen to see the Facebook live from what was that two months ago, August? Yeah, it was July. Cause that was like July 18th is my birthday. So I think we did it on the 19th. Yeah, it was the next day. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Cause we hung out, Brent and I got a chance to hang out the 18th and the 19th and uh, we got to, we got to talk shit. We got to talk horror. Uh, Brent actually has, which we'll talk a little bit more about later, but he actually has his own podcast. It's getting ready to drop right now called the field trip but we'll give a plug to that later uh i'll be an, actually a, be a guest on that show in an episode that's uh, getting ready to air in a couple weeks i'll let him give all that information out uh definitely something to look forward to but anyways we did a facebook live hanging out just kind of you know doing what we do 
given the announcement that he was going to be a guest on the show soon as a special feature. He's a super big horror fan, and he's making waves in the comedy world. We've got all kinds of cool things to talk about. But with his his love for horror, he has a love for one particular franchise in general. So before we kick things off, uh, the, the, the I guess the special things that we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about his love for the Halloween franchise. Now, I didn't realize what his favorite franchise was in the horror world, but he he uh, he kind of shocked me by because when people say Halloween, I, I think maybe they're going to say Friday the 13th. I'm like, oh, shit. But he's a big ass Halloween fan and it's almost going to be Halloween. So how did you get into horror and your love for the genre? Uh, yeah, I, I don't even know really. I remember, uh, renting like the scream movies with my mom. I remember those. And then I, then we would rent, uh, the scary movie franchise. And, uh, I, we got about three minutes into that movie before she said, all right, we're going to turn it off (laughs) because, uh, there was a, the, the opening scene is, a uh, a a girl given a, a BJ to a dude in the back of a car. <laughs> and you can imagine uh, watching that with your mom or my mom at the age of like 11 uh, was pretty uncomfortable. I mean, but, uh, like 30 minutes later, there's a little bitty pecker. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> so it was one of those moments where you're like sitting there and you see, you see it happen and you're like, Oh, I got to cover my face up to pretend like I'm not watching. Cause I'm 11. Yeah. And then, then it turns out and you see scary movie, uh, the, the, the series, at least the first two, it's, it's a lot of those types of jokes. So you realize this is just going to be the whole movie is those types of jokes with your mom sitting right next to you. Yeah. The foundation of those movies is, is Dick and, and pot jokes. That's oh for sure. <laughs> I mean, Nathan, when you brought up chronic masturbation, I thought you were talking about me and not Ken. I was like, how can he tell right now? We're already found in common ground. That's good. <laughs> and you know it's funny since we've been talking about his chronic masturbation problem how many other people have openly said hey that's me that's me we had joe gallo on from gallo goes to hell uh 13 gallows lane and he he even said yeah I, i'm the chronic masturbator so i mean it's it's a thing it's a real thing <laughs> i think and I, for, for you to have the strength to admit it is both stunning and brave you know i'm i i just felt like i was in a space where i couldn't be judged so yeah that's yep i mean we not- we do we don't we do judge a little bit here, but it's for those who deserve judging. Does that make sense? Well, uh, being it. judged keeps you in line because if we weren't all judged, then we'd just all be uh, fat and masturbating all the time, which is where I am. <laughs> that's, so. the way, that's the way I live my life. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think nowadays isn't like everybody fat. Everybody's overweight. Like being overweight is like a thing now. Like everybody everywhere I go, I'm just surrounded by fat people. It seems like all the time. Oh, for sure. It's just, I mean, we live in a, a country of plenty. Uh, I mean, yeah, that, and then... Uh, Lack of ex- exercise. That's also my problem, too. Oh, yeah. And, of course, you get duped by advertising, like the Gay Pride Bud Lights. <laughs> so you drink empty calories. I you mean, drink a Michelob Ultra. Those are only 90 calories, I think. Even though they taste like cold dog piss. Well, now well, I think it's a white claw too. I just had one of those for the first time, and I was uh, underwhelmed. What would you think, seriously? Because I'll tell you what my first response was, but I'll you go ahead. You know how when you drink Gatorade and you almost think it's going to be sugary, and then it drops off because there's not a lot of sugar in it, and yeah. that's how a white claw felt. Because you're like, oh, this could be good, and then it it just disappoints. 
Yeah, I, uh, I was very disappointed. Have you had one yet, Clint? Eric, like have you had one? No, no, no. I've seen them at I've seen my gas stations and stuff. Uh, I just don't want to pay that. Like, what is it, sixteen dollars mm-hmm. for a six pack, something like that? They're 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 outrageous. Yeah. So I don't even know what fucking flavor it was that I tried. I had already been drinking anyway, and I'm like, oh, give me what you know. Let me taste that. And my first thought was, you know what it's like when you're. Well, maybe maybe you don't even have to be in college. You could just be an adult out partying, and you reach over and grab what you thought was your beer, but it's a beer that had a bunch of cigarette butts in it. <laughs> That's what I felt like I was drinking. It was that uh, bad. I've been close to that, just grabbing some your your drink, what you thought was your drink, and then lit, it's literal full of cigarette butts. And like I've almost done that a couple times, and just been uh, like almost thrown up. Have you ever drank somebody's dip spit? Oh God, no! Oh, it's I, one time I was riding with my buddy. We both had orange juices, and uh, he had been spitting in his orange juice for like three hours. And I reached down and grabbed the wrong one and just took a big swig of fifty percent orange juice, fifty percent dip spit. And uh, I mean, it's an acquired taste. It, it is an acquired I can taste. Imagine. <laughs> uh, just yeah. a just a cup full of brown. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that White Claw, though, might in, might be improved if maybe you took a menthol cigarette and just went ahead and threw it in the bottle or the can there with it. I think it might up the flavor. <laughs> Is it carbonated? Yeah. Yes. And it's they're terrible. They're terrible. I don't even really know what to compare it to. Maybe I don't even know if, like, if you drank Zima back in the, in the 90s, that shit sucked. But I kind of feel like it reminds me of that. Does that, does that make sense? Have you ever drank that? I guess like yeah. a, a LaCroix, that, the, the, whatever, the sparkling water. I don't know what it is, but it tasted like that, but with alcohol in it. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's just terrible, and they've got all different kinds of flavors, and now it's a big thing. And I see all these fucking stupid memes and stupid shit related to it, and it's like, ugh, no, no thanks. So definitely not going to work for me. I will not be trying another one of those. So anyways, <clears throat> on, on to the horror. So you, you're... You know, getting boners with mom at eleven and uh, watching <laughs> <laughs> watching that's the name of my autobiography, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's that's I'm about to hear that in another one of your uh, YouTube installments or something. I'm probably going to hear that. It's from the author Norman Masturbates. No, yeah, Norman Masturbates. Norman M. Bates. Uh, so yeah, so that's what got you started. But then that, of course, leads like you you told me. Uh, like I said, when we sat down recently, that Halloween was your favorite franchise. Yeah, and it was it, it was one of those where you catch it on AMC, just a rotating uh, a cast of you know whatever Halloween movie it was. So I remember watching for sure Halloween four and five, and then then I went back and watched uh, Halloween two, which is kind of like how I watched of uh, the Friday franchise. The first one I ever saw was part two. And I was like, what is this? This isn't not a, this isn't a Friday movie. He doesn't have the hockey mask. And then the next one I saw was takes Manhattan. And I'm like, this is neither in Manhattan or in camp crystal Lake. So you're like, this is bullshit. Yeah. So then you, you get used to the franchises, but yeah, Halloween for sure. At least Halloween one and two, I would say are up there with, with my favorites. And I, I can find something good about all the franchise, but you know as well as I do when a movie goes 12 installments or whatever it is, there's just going to be a couple turds in there. Oh, of course. Yeah. And 
with Friday, yeah, we definitely have those. But to each their own. I mean, we 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 gotta you gotta take the bad with the good, I suppose. But we, um, you know, it's fun to boycott nowadays, as you know. And Kenton and I here have decided to boycott Ronnie U. We we boycotted his ass. And that was, that's the I, director of verses, right? Yes, sir. He also did one of the uh, what was it? Uh, Curse of Chucky? No, not Curse of Chucky. It was uh, Chucky's Bride, Bride of Chucky. Bride of Chucky, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's so fucking cartoony and like plasticky feeling. He, every all of his movies have that like you know that like fake kind of early two thousands Terminator three feeling. Do you know? Does that make sense? Yeah, it reeks of a decade that you can. It's like when you watch certain slasher movies and you're like, this is definitely the nineties. Like if you rewatch, you know, uh, I know what you did last summer. You're like, this is nineties from the dialogue to the actors, to the way their people are dressed. I definitely get that for sure. Yeah. His, any movie you watch of his, you can go, this was definitely made in like 2001. Cause there's just like a period of like four or five years there where all the movies felt like fake. They had this like sheen over them. I don't even know how to explain it. And I've talked to multiple people about this. I don't know what the word for it is, but all of Ronnie U movies are like that. And he also just uh, straight up raped uh, Freddy versus Jason. So yeah, we boycotted him here. Yep. Yeah, I I I can see why with Freddy versus Jason, it's like I think Nathan, you and I talked about it on my podcast. But it's like when you watch a Fast and the Furious movie, you really don't take it too seriously. It's all for fun. Yeah, then that's how you have to with this movie. And for those who like Jason Takes Manhattan and and you know Kane's Dick Riders and all that's that also shit. the same way I watch Schindler's List. I'm, I'm yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, I was gonna say I know you're kidding there, <laughs> but that's kind of how you have to watch some of those movies. And even you know you just take it for what it is, grain of salt, if you will. I don't know. So do you, do you think you, any? Of- do you no, think any other fan of like a, if you know obviously we're talking about horror movies but if somebody likes drama do you think they wade through a whole bunch of shit like we do with horror movies Fuck no no way it's i don't no. know what it is about horror where somebody will watch terrible movies over and over again yeah i see i can't do that there's I, but i know people that do and I, I i know what you're saying and but i don't think they would do that either if they're done with it they're done with it but the diehard fans whether it's nightmare on elm street halloween Friday the 13th, you know, whatever. Um, Nightmare takes a dive. Halloween takes dives. But I don't watch the ones that I dislike. When I'm done with you, I'm done with you, period. Mm -hmm. That's probably a healthy way to do it. (laughs) Right. That's how I process shit, you know. Like, if you you piss me off or if I don't like it, like Jason X, I, I don't know that I'll ever watch that movie again, to be honest with you. And other, like, other movies. But then you hear people that do like them. But People of different ages, different generations. I, I get it. We probably talked about it. I mean, some things are your bag of biscuits and some things are not for whatever those reasons may be. <clears throat> but um, I know you're a big fan of the horror genre in general. I've, I've seen you wearing the Meyer shirts. I mean, we've talked about Halloween. I know that's your favorite. Obviously, you're a fan of, of Friday and the other stuff, too. So it's always interesting to hear what got people into that. And I got to say, I really like your 11-year-old mom boner story because that's one of the best ones yet. <laughs> well, it's uh, one of many 11-year-old boners mom stories. <laughs> you stick I, I, around me long enough, and you'll hear all of them. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure there's quite a few. I can guarantee that. 
And, uh, you know, we, we have stories of our own. We were, we were talking about gay bars last week, believe it or not. I mean, we, we've got stories about that, but I mean, everybody has boner stories too. I mean, it, it is what it is. So sometimes you got to step outside the box a little bit, but most of the time when we talk to people and they're like, Hey, what got you into this? Or why do you like that? Blah, blah, blah. Usually it's the typical, as you know, well, my brother or my sister, or, <clears throat> you know, I, I remember most people will just say, well, I just remember going into the video store in the eighties when I was a kid. We, that's the answers that we typically get. So I, yours is by far the best response ever. Probably well, will I'd, be the best one ever. I'd hate to be a cliche. Exactly. But Hey, that's part of what you do is being a funny guy. So yeah, uh, but any, oh, another fun fact about Brent Terhune is Brent actually was the first person to buy a Camp Blood shirt. The first purchase, slash com. I have it uh, hanging on the closet right now, and uh, I it's always fun to support a, a show that you like. So I like it when a podcast will have a shirt, you know, because you can wear a shirt of your favorite band, but how many podcasts have shirts, you know? especially a cool shirt with a fucking hockey mask on it. Like even if most people like I wear my, this is no joke. I was in, I was in the mall the or the mall. Fuck. I, I was somewhere last week, two weeks ago. I don't know. And I walked through the door of the store. Maybe it was target. I don't, I don't remember. <clears throat> I walked through the door. There's a couple of young guys and both of them just happened. I just happened to look out the corner of my eye and I can tell they're looking at my shirt. One of the guys sticks his arms out. He's like, Hey man, that's a cool shirt. I'm like, oh, thanks. I don't think he read what it said, like reading Camp Blood Radio, the the mm-hmm. website, blah, blah, blah. I think he just seen the hockey mask and he was like, cool shirt. So, yeah, that's happened two or three times since I've, uh, you know, wear him around just wherever I happen to be at. But uh, I know you wore yours to Horror Hound last year. Thank you for that. I did. Yeah, it's and it's 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 one of those things in the horror community uh, where you can have a different shirt, and every time I go to a convention, you always—I'm always trying to wear a shirt that nobody else is going to have. Yeah. Well, what's funny is if we would have been in passing that day, because I—I I didn't know that you were there. Like, I think I told you the story about how all that came about. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> but then I—I I see it on social media, and I'm like, "Yep, that's the one." So, right about that time last year, here's a fun story. I'll just go ahead and tell it. So. Brent and I hadn't really been connected yet like we are now. So I, I contact James Amaral from Slasher Tees. Like I said, if you haven't checked it out, slasher-tees.com. Go over there. He's got Never Hike Alone shirts, Friday the 13th Part 3 Memoriam documentary. There's uh, the Camp Blood shirts. There's uh, all kinds of shit on there. Go check it out. So anyways, the shirts had just dropped right before Whorehound in Indianapolis. And I holler at him, hey, has anybody bought a shirt yet? Like the links were just dropped. And then he's like, yeah. And he sent me the name and I'm like, oh shit. So I, I told Ben and I don't think I told Kent, but I told Ben like, Hey, if you see any, who, if you see someone wearing this shirt, um, I was told that, uh, you know, this, this person, this person bought it, Brent Terhune. And I, I look, I, I get on social media. I'm like, boom, boom, boom. I'm like, holy shit. Uh, comedian Brent Terhune and Indianapolis horror hounds in Indianapolis maybe he's going to be there. Like you're thinking, man, maybe, maybe not. So I told Ben, if you see anyone wearing one, stop him, get a picture or, or a quick video or something. And we'll, we'll put it on the show page. So Ben actually said he did see you walking, but he was too far away to get caught up by that time. And 
so he called me he's like dude i seen i seen him wearing it i seen him wearing it and then you i think made it your profile picture on facebook I did, and it was actually a picture of, of me wearing the shirt with Michael Myers. Yes, with Michael Myers. And, uh, you know, got the picture, gave you a shout-out on social media, and then the rest is history from there. So, uh, yeah, fun fact, he was the first one to get a shirt. And uh, funny little story, I suppose. So, obviously, Indianapolis uh, does have Days of the Dead, does have Horror Hound, and I'm assuming that you attend both of those conventions yeah, I do whenever I, I can. And I went to the the one in Louisville, too. Uh, I think it was like a month ago or something. But, you know, Indy's centrally located, so it's it's cool. It's a good place to just, you know, uh, have everybody meet up. And I'd like to go to more cons, but I don't think my bank account can handle it. Right. You think, you're gonna, you, think you might make it out to Whorehound uh, in Cincinnati next year and probably around March? Yeah, I'd like to. That's the, that's the plan. But, you know, uh, I got to go where the – where the comedy gods take me. Yeah, right. yeah. The life of a of a stand up. That's right. Yeah, and and speaking of Whorehound, speaking of Whorehound though, before we, we get off that topic, Kent and I were supposed to go this year, and since Kent became handy capable, he uh decided not to go. So then of course, me being su- the supportive person that I am, I said, Well, I'm not gonna go have all this fun without you, Kent. I'll be miserable too. So my ride or die right there. Nathan. Ride or die, bitch. That's that's <laughs> right. You guys weren't lying about boycotting. No, we I, we boycotted Horrorhound because Kent was handy capable. Yeah, we don't fucking play around. And I had, together, friends, together. I had a bunch of friends that offered to push me around in a wheelchair, and I was like, "No, nah, nobody likes hanging out with the with the guy that has two good legs, but is still sitting in a wheelchair." You know, like if you've done it your whole life, like that that's fine and everything. But I had only been injured like maybe at that point, probably like two weeks beforehand, and. I just didn't want to be a burden on anybody because, you know, people that have been in a wheelchair their whole life, they know how to fucking skip around in that thing. They can do anything that somebody that with legs can, but I'm just fumbling around and I'm stupid anyway. And just, I just would have been a burden on everybody there. Well, and in all fairness, I, I guess probably what I thought is if I'm seen walking around with this guy with the limp like him, then they're going to think he's a retard or something. And I don't want to be seen with him. It's kind of. <laughs> They think that anyway, even when I'm not in a wheelchair. So, well, that's true. I mean, it's I guess it's just a no-win situation when you're walking around with uh, Uncle Kenton. Hey, uh, Whorehound Cincinnati's already got looks like Michael Rooker, Billy Zane, Jason Muse, and John Casier signed up, so it's already looking pretty good this early. Yeah, and they'll be at 37 other shows before the year is out too. So, um, yeah, Jason Muse won't. Oh, he does shows. <clears throat> okay, well, fair enough. I mean, not a ton, but yeah, that's not bad though. I, uh, I've been, I've been skipping a bunch of shows lately just because the lineups and you being a, a, a handy capable person and just other shit. So maybe days of the dead Chicago, I might hit that up. That's still, the jury's still out on that one. So we shall see. So yeah. So, so Brent bought a shirt and you all should go buy one of his shirts at brentcomedy.com because that's what all the cool kids are doing because I know we, the listeners are beer drinkers. I, I'm fully aware of that. But I'm telling you that your beer tastes much better in his emotional support beer koozies. I have two of them, and I've been drinking a lot more beer lately because it makes them taste so much better. So It made this White Claw that I'm sipping on taste like a Guinness. Oh, my God. Listen to that. I mean, and this guy speaks the truth on Flat Earth, I'm telling you. <laughs> it's so, water into wine, essentially. Yes, absolutely. So... 
I mean, if you buy one, amazing things will happen. But you're just going to have to see for yourself because from what I understand, it's kind of different with everyone, right? Yeah, it, it depends. If you get a red one, it'll make your your stuff taste a little different than the blue one. <laughs> yep, and I, I prefer the blue one. How about that? So, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's the crip in me. I don't know. Either way. <laughs> You got the B side and the C side. So for all for the, the gang members out there drinking, you know, maybe you, you can have, maybe you should get some other colors to facilitate everybody. Cause there's probably people offended that you don't have a rainbow colored one. You know, I, I thought about doing different colors, but uh, I don't know. You just can't mess with the classic red and blue. No, you can't. But <clears throat> I mean, nobody's been gonna... for fucking 300 years. <laughs> But I mean, when you're going to the gay pride parade after they, uh, you know, sweep up all the glitter and the dildos, you might want a <laughs> rainbow colored one. You know, the, as far as I'm concerned, there's probably still some glitter and dildos down there on Main Street. <laughs> where do you uh, live again? Uh, I, where do I live? Indianapolis. Oh, okay. Okay. But Have he got... pronounced it wrong. It's Indianapolis. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Indianapolis. Indianapolis. I slipped out of my own character. Yeah. So, all right. So speaking of character and we got a lot to talk about with comedy. I mean, that that's an all night conversation, but we're going to, we're going to just skip right along here. So obviously comedy is your full-time gig. You're universal wide, do a lot of traveling city to city, uh, all kinds of good things with that. Let's talk about kind of how you got started. Obviously your involvement with Bob and Tom's show, just kind of give us, give us the bio as far as, how you got to where you are today. I mean, it's a uh, full-time gig and, 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 uh, you're all over universal wide. My first time doing stand up. Uh, I remember when my mom was sitting there next to me and did you, you have know, a boner? Well, I may or may not have, uh, <laughs> with butterflies. That's the first thing to go, you know? Yep. Uh, but I, I started when I was 16 and in, in high school. So, uh, I hosted battle of the bands and the talent show um, and I would do stand up at these things called coffee house. Uh, so every, you know, every quarter somebody would do acoustic guitar or poetry. And I went up and did jokes, uh, when I was a sophomore in high school. And then I, eventually I went to the local comedy club here in Indianapolis. Uh, and I was, I think 16 or 17 and the, you even had, you had to be 18 to get in, but I look older and I didn't say anything. So nobody said anything to me. So um, and then eventually I was a, an intern for Bob and Tom. If you're, if you're not familiar, it's a syndicated radio show. And, uh, so then they just kept me on after four months. So I, I write for them every night, uh, from anywhere in the world pretty much. And, uh, and then I tour, uh, almost every week I try and I try to be on the road. So that's in a nutshell comedy. So I'm on the road every week. And then, uh, I do the videos with the redneck you love to hate. Uh, so, and those have gotten a lot of traction. Uh, so then I have, you know, more and more people show up to my shows on purpose. Cause it's one thing to just go to a comedy show because there's a comedy show, but it's another thing to go and see the guy that you wanted to see. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, <clears throat> that's the thing is I recently did see one of your standups and I didn't know if I was going to see the character or not. I just knew that that obviously wasn't you in daily life. I mean, you don't walk around talking like that. I mean, Plus, there's other videos of you on YouTube and blah, blah, blah. So anybody that knows your work knows that that is just character, right? So yeah, it's weird. I, I, some people will comment and be like, we didn't know that you talked like that. I mean, 
How right. have you never seen another? All you have to do is click one video over, and I'm not speaking in an accent or saying "fuck the NFL" and "go coats." Right, coats. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's so much good shit with that and so obviously you're in college i'm assuming that you were a college intern and that's how you got in with the bob and tom or were you just an intern after college or something like how did that come about it was in college and i actually i got a scholarship uh to go to school essentially for free so i tailored my education around stand-up because i knew that's what i wanted to do so i did a lot of uh radio. Uh, I did that for seven semesters and I did some PR because I wanted to be able to represent myself because I know nobody else is going to do it anyway, except for me, you know? So, um, and then I was an intern and that's, you know, I had a friend already working for the show, so I knew it was a possibility. So I pretty much treated it like a full-time job and it paid off in the end, you know? So now it's a regular gig for me. Yeah. Now you write literally every night for the, for the Bob and Tom every day. Uh, yeah, Sunday to Thursday. So we do have like a Friday and Saturday night off, but it's kind of like when you see a, a late night monologue. So Jimmy Kimmel will do, you know, here's what's going on in the news. That's kind of what I do, but for the radio. So it doesn't have to be as succinct and my word choice doesn't have to be as, as particular. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, uh... you, uh, you're, you're around a lot of, a lot of, uh, personalities in the, in the, in the entertainment industry. Uh, are there any that you've run into that are kind of closet horror fanatics uh, that that don't really talk about it that often? I know it's weird to to bring up horror because, as you guys know, if if somebody's not uh, a horror fan, they look at you weird for wanting yeah. to watch Pumpkinhead in April. You know, it's like being a furry. Yeah, you got to have like a secret handshake and then be like, "Oh, okay, you're a horror fan." Um, I don't know. I think I've never worked with Chris Hardwick, but I know he, uh, he, his house is decorated with a whole bunch of horror stuff. Even like they have like the mannequin from, uh, the exorcist. Brian Posehn is a big horror fan. He's written some, you know, zombie comics and stuff like that. Um, Brian Posehn was my first, uh, like stand up comedian, probably favorite, like as a, like a 13, 14 year old. And then I got yeah. to see him live here a few a few months ago, and he he's awesome. I'm a I'm a big Posein fan. Yeah, it's weird how he he likes horror and he likes metal uh, and just nerd stuff in general. It's weird how if you like horror, you usually like metal. Usually, it's not like I like horror and folk music. Right. Yeah, and Posein actually got killed in the Devil's Rejects too. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And so did nice uh, Chris guy. Hardwick. Yeah, yeah, that's right. House of a Thousand And then there's a guy that I know named Nick Griffin. He he did Letterman probably 12 times, and he hosted another horror podcast. Not as good as this one, of course, but uh, he's a big horror fan as well. So it's weird how a lot of comedians are horror fans because I think the parallel between comedy and horror is that they're both a reflection of society um, as far as you know, um, making you think about yourself a little bit, you know, what makes us think about what makes us laugh and the other is what, what makes us afraid. That's true. And, and especially with laughter and fear, there's no, uh, faking it. Either you laugh or you don't laugh and either you're scared or you're not scared. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But now Brian Posehn, he's probably the number one that you would associate with that. And he's such a super nice guy. I've been around him a handful of times and he'll, he'll stand there and drink a beer with you and he'll talk about whatever you want. 
And, um, <clears throat> yeah, it was funny because the last time I actually got to hang out with Brian was, uh, the same place that I went to your show at Brent. Um, mm-hmm. so that same weekend, two, two, three years ago, it was a flashback weekend in Chicago and I had, I had ran up there and then, um, of course just hung out for a little bit. And I had a friend who was at that show at Brian's show. And, uh, I'm on my way back from Chicago, you know, hauling ass down the interstate. And I'm like, I got to get Brian on my, uh, on my devil's rejects poster, you know, that I have a ton of signatures on and I got out. I, I shit you not. And you've been to the venue. So you know how, how small it is out there. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I pull into the parking lot and my friend is standing out in the parking lot with a pitcher of beer. Cause I'm like, get me a beer for last call or whatever. He gets a pitcher of beer and him and a couple other, my friends are standing there with Brian by themselves. He told Brian that I was on my way and would be there, you know, like before he left the venue and Brian stuck around a few extra minutes for me to, to, you know, pull up with this poster. And then we stood out there for about 30, 40 minutes. And it's not like he wouldn't, he probably didn't have anything to do with that hour anyway. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's the kind of guy he is. He would wait, he would wait extra for one person to show up with a poster to sign. That's always cool when you hear that, you know, somebody that you admire is that cool. Cause sometimes you, you know, you respect somebody and then find out they're an asshole and then why you did like him is, you know, you, no longer the reason you liked him in the first place, you know? I'm looking at you, Polly Shore. Polly Shore? <laughs> yeah, Polly Shore. We're looking at you. <laughs> the Not weasel. Him. That's right. You're, we, the weasel and, and grindage, buddy. I've actually had multiple bad experiences with him, not just one. So, uh, but, uh, you know, at I mean, first you think you chalk it up to him being tired or being done with people. But if it happens a couple times, then you're like, well, then that's just Polly. Yeah. And then you start hearing rumors. I mean, it's no secret. I mean, it's pretty well documented in, in, in anything. Uh, but I will. I mean, I'm, I said something bad about I will say that I got to meet Theo Vaughn and Brian Posehn as well. And they were both fucking awesome human beings. Just just awesome dudes. Yeah, it's it's weird how if you can be like a and I've never met Polly Shore before, but if you can be like a a mid level celebrity, like it's usually those kinds of people that are assholes, not the ones that are like a list celebrities or ones that are aren't that well known. It's always like the people that are stuck in the middle that for some reason are just mad that they're not more famous or something. But it's well, it's I weird. It, I think a lot of it is where he grew up in the comedy store. He was fucking baby. He he was you know babysat by by Sam uh, Kinison. Sam Kinison and and he was around all the greats, you know, Richard Pryor. He was right there in the middle of it in the comedy store. His mom is is, you know, the pioneer of stand up comedy, Mitzi. So I think a lot of it was was due to entitlement, maybe, like his his mentality. Uh so I mean I I guess I get it. It's not really all his fault, but uh yeah, man, I, I've I've met him multiple times and I don't have a good thing to say about any of them. <laughs> That's his fault, though, because you don't have to be a clown. You don't have to be a dick to people. And I've been around him a couple times, <clears throat> once again, at the same venue uh, that I, we've been talking about here. But they get a lot of people like that in there. And it's a smaller venue. And I go to other shows at other venues, too. But Polly just kind of seemed like he just really didn't give a shit at all. It was 50-50, though. The first time I seen him, you know, probably 10-plus years ago, he was kind of being a dickwad. And the second time I seen him, he was, he was totally cool. So I guess it's like anybody else. You, you, you got jet lag, you're up, you got a headache or you're hungover or, you know, whatever people have bad days. So 
And some comedians, some stand-up comedians, if like, so if I was to meet Anthony Jeselnik, I I didn't get to meet, I got to see him, but I didn't get to meet him. If I was to meet him and he was a dick, I would laugh that off. I'd be like, of course he's a dick. Listen to his material. I would be disappointed if he wasn't a dick. You know what I mean? Yeah. uh, it's always yeah it's always weird when uh you know somebody is the nicest guy on stage and then off stage you're like what the fuck happened to you be- between the microphone and this table in the lobby you know yeah exactly is that right. a character you're doing like <laughs> like oh I yeah i don't i don't know like yeah you you wonder if that's like their on stage persona their character they get off and then turn into this douchebag but uh yeah man i don't know i've i've had I've had more good experiences with with stand up, way more good experiences with stand ups than I have bad. But Polly was definitely uh, one of the bad ones. I'm sorry, I keep slamming Polly. I, I need to I need to fucking chill. Well, I, he's not listening anymore to the podcast. I know that much. No, <laughs> no, he, he just he just tuned in right now. He said, "Fuck you guys." And here, here's the funny thing is, I don't know if you're aware or not, but Polly has a I guess I don't want to say new, but it's newer. A uh, little segment that he's doing on YouTube. Are you guys familiar with that? Either one of no, you? No, I haven't seen it yet. It's I don't I don't even remember what it's called, but apparently he's like in his apartment and he just it's Polly's rants or something like that, and he's just talking all kinds of of shit. And I, I don't know if this is his permanent residence, but it's like it seems like a really small apartment. And I know it's expensive to live in LA. Don't get me wrong, but I'm thinking like if this is legit, dude's crib. Like I expected him to live somewhere way different. But- he actually owns he owns a huge fucking mansion in Beverly Hills, but he rents it out, and then he lives in that little ass uh, apartment there in in California in yeah. L.A. close to the Comedy Store. Yeah, just call it uh, random rants. Yeah, the, uh, random rants. Yeah, I knew rants was in there somewhere. So yeah, check that out. I mean, I I suffered through a couple of them, but I mean. It is it is what it is with him. I mean, I, I would go see him again. I, I liked him back in the day, and he's right on some of the stuff he says that, you know, he was like one of the MTV pioneers and blah, blah, blah. And when you get out of the limelight like that, it probably is. It's depressing, and people, you know, pass you by. I mean, I, I get it. I mean, I couldn't even imagine what it would be like to be – he was like one of the biggest faces on TV for years. Son-in-law is like the greatest movie ever made. Well, I, I don't I'm know about that. The Encino Man. So yeah, oh, Encino I love Man. Encino Man too. Biodome. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm go looking at one of his rants right now, and the latest episode of Random Rants is about the Camp Blood podcast. Oh. <laughs> We're all well, assholes. Well, they're all assholes. Yeah, they're. Uh, he's probably a Kane Hodder fan, so he's once we said Kane's dick riders, he probably tuned the fuck right out. Matter of fact, he probably is the the fucking clown that just gave us recently a bad review and said that we were boring and with no personality you fucking believe that fuck you is that why it was that was you it was signed the weasel yeah that's exactly why it was uh (laughs) it wasn't signed the weasel but it was signed whatever that noise is that he makes it's just a bunch of letters but when i read it it sounded like the weasel noise if that makes any sense i get it yep that's definitely him or, or maybe it was signed wheezing the juice that's what it was yeah well we all know that you don't wheeze the juice around here Uh, comedy is weird because it's taking me to some weirder places that down by where you live, Kent. And uh, I did a show in LaGrange, Kentucky, and uh, at the prison. prison. There. Yep, it was at the oh. prison. It was the prison show. No shit. Oh, how was that? I mean, it was you. At first, you, you you get offered it and you take it for the story, 
Um, and then you're like, oh, Johnny Cash played a president. That went great. But then you forget that everybody knew who Johnny Cash was. I was just a guy. I mean, I'm still a guy that people don't know about. So uh, it was weird because they're like, yeah, no phones. Leave your keys in your car. Um, no and there were, movements. Yeah, no sudden movements. And the, there was one guard for like three comics and she had one perfectly good hand, and the other hand had a pinky, and that was it. The guard? Yeah, the guard. And that's that's never good. That's the eye gouge. That's crazy, Ralph. At the at the you know at Camp Blood, that's what that is. She's telling you not to come, but we go and we do the show, and we're mid court in the basketball court with a Radio Shack mic setup, and uh, just was like three hundred prisoners to what literally one guard. So something happened. I'm sure they would have called more in, but it would have been at least 90 seconds, uh, which is plenty of time to get shanked. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I actually worked in corrections for three years. So uh, I've got a little, I I can assure you though, during your show, they were more concerned about passing pills and and suboxone strips and everything uh, amongst each other than they were about shanking somebody. (laughs) And a comedy club, they have what's called a check drop. So at the end of the show, they bring out your check and you lose the audience. So I think that's why I lost the audience during the pill drop. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Now a question though, did you wear, did you wear all black while you performed? Uh, no, I, I should have in hindsight and I should have had a little deeper voice, but I I was probably like, Hey, it's good to be here at the prison. Well, let me ask you, did you kill? Behind you. I did well at the end of my set. Somebody, I did, it was actually a ghost hunting joke, and uh, somebody yelled out, You stupid. Oh, which geez. is, you know, that's the highest compliment. And you right. don't want to like start, you don't, you don't want to go in on a heckler in a prison. No, I'm like a riot. So, <laughs> yeah, the riot was caused by a comedian who couldn't, who had low self esteem and couldn't handle. <laughs> People not liking us jokes. Right. How did they feel about your 11-year-old? How did they feel about your 11-year-old boner? Did you talk about that? You know, some of them were fans and others were not. It's it's really kind of hit and miss depending on who you get. Yeah, yeah. You should did, you, was, did you at least show them the angry redneck? I mean, did they get to see the, that? That was back before that guy was even a thought, but I should have just done that the whole time. Well, yeah, you probably would have got like half the audience. They would have identified with that character. Yeah. Well, that and that's why I don't do it live because usually, you know, some people come to see me, and then the rest of it is just a regular comedy club audience. So for me to doing start doing political jokes, it's like things are so tense right now that you're automatically going to lose half the audience, and then the other half is either going to cheer you or they just won't care. They're not there for political stuff. Because the reason you go to tired of hearing about it. Like honest, I think everybody's exhausted of uh, with politics. Oh yeah, I, I definitely even me, and I'm the guy that should be watching it to come up with a new video. But I'm like, ugh, that he, what happened? No, I don't. I don't even want to think about it. You know? Yeah, yeah. But really, that gives relief. That's what I like about it is it's it's political relief because I get just like Kent, like like you just said, everybody's fucking sick and tired of it. But when I watch your angry redneck videos, I feel like I'm friends with that guy. Like that's <laughs> my friend. He doesn't have a name, but I'm friends with that bearded guy. I went to high school with like seven of him. Yeah. Yeah, I go to my girlfriend's from a small town and I go back. Uh, to her small town and it's all guys with those like 
Bret Hart wraparound shades and like a, a, a hat with like a fishing hook on it. And if I just dressed that way, I would be those guys. Cause there's, yeah. I have a lot of doppel gingers. I'm a redhead. I know you can't tell on a podcast, but there's so many people that look like me. What is it yeah. about those kind of like, kind of like uh Sandy gingers, the almost blonde gingers that, that are, that are, that lean towards the, the wraparound glasses and the, the, uh, the PBR t-shirts and the, and the fish hook hats. Probably because we want to look fucking cool. That's why. Duh. <laughs> Duh. I don't know, man. It's just it's like a uniform for people, you know? It definitely <laughs> is. Yeah. It's like, it's like, you know, in, in Dumb and Dumber, it's like if you just put wraparound glasses on sea bass, that's like a uniform. <laughs> that's, yeah, definitely there's so many sea basses out there. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, the angry redneck, like I said, we Kent and I, it, we feel like we're friends with that guy, and I, I, I always look forward to new little clips with that. And obviously, that's something that's uh, fairly new. I don't even think it's been what two years since since. I think it's it. just been two years because I just shared the first one uh, a couple days ago, and it was uh, even interesting to me to see how far that character's come because the first one I didn't have the glasses, and I didn't have you know all the catchphrases that I accidentally stumbled upon. Right. So yeah, two years now and they get a great response on social media. You have a great response and it always cracks me up when people try to clown on you and Oh, we'll we'll talk about that in a minute, but how did that character start? I mean, there had to have been something where you said, Hey, I'm going to do this. It uh, essentially, it started the first time people were burning uh, jerseys for the NFL. And it was, you know, people, there was, I'm sure there were people that were burning stuff in earnest, but I know there's plenty of like Colts fans in Indianapolis that are just burning stuff, you know, and then are going to turn around and watch the game the next day, you know, and I, you already bought the stuff. You already bought all that stuff. So why does it matter if you're burning it? So it was just me watching care. all those videos. What's that? They don't care. They already got the money. Yeah, they don't. I, I don't. It's crazy when people react that way. I mean, that's why I I did a video about gay pride Bud Light, and I put it on a a, a wooden table, and I jumped through it like a you know wrestler. I mean, it, they don't care, and people, it's just an extreme reaction, and that's what gets views with of any type is a, an extreme reaction. Nobody wants to see you be you know middle of the road with your opinion, right. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think Colin Kaepernick gave two, gives two fucks about anybody burning his jersey. No, I think he's doing just fine regardless. Yeah, exactly. And I guarantee Bud Light, they're they're glad that you bought their beer and destroyed it. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, I mean, nowadays, uh, you know, you hear the phrase, there's no such thing as bad press, which I, I can agree and disagree. But as long as people are talking about your thing, you know, if they make them, probably the greatest thing that can happen to any product nowadays is for somebody to make a meme about it. Yeah. You know, it's just free marketing, essentially, especially with like a, we were just talking about white claw. I mean, you're sharing a white claw meme and that's free advertisement for people. And you're going to send it to your friend because they're thinking they'll think it's funny too. And then they're going to go try it. You know, yeah, and then about what you just said that much, but you're absolutely that that catch me outside girl would have been nothing if the memes hadn't have spread like a wildfire, and she's built an entire occupation, a career on that. 
Yeah, I mean, she's richer than all three of us, I would imagine. All the whole time's <laughs> over. Right. And it's it's just weird to, you if you somebody makes a meme about you, I mean, God damn, it's, that's how you market things now. That's true. Yeah. And, but it's just got to happen naturally. If you're trying to force it, people see through it and, and they call bullshit. Just wait until they start making memes of the angry redneck and you're going to be... I mean, if you're universal wide now, then what are you going to be? Holy fuck. I've had a couple people make some stuff and nothing, you know, is, hasn't ever caught on. But some people have made memes about me, which is funny because uh, people just send it to me. And I don't think the people making it know that I'm a character. <laughs> they just think it's real, which yeah. half of the fun is I it's satirical. So I play it as real as possible. And I never wink at the camera because that's. I'm a big pro wrestling fan and how wrestlers do is they never break character. And that's how I try to portray that character. So I got to ask you this, because this is something that I actually have not asked you. And so as far as the character goes, usually your clips are, you know, seven minutes, five to seven minutes in that range, give or take. So just out of curiosity, what is the normal, I guess, length of time that it takes for you to make, a clip like that. I mean, obviously it, you don't do it in one take. So I'm, I'm assuming you don't anyway. So you got to have, you know, there could be a half a day or three or four hours wrapped up in just one little five minute segment. Yeah. It's crazy. It depends on the topic that people are talking about. And you know, it's like with any type of joke writing, some stuff comes so easy to me and then other stuff it's like pulling teeth. Um, but really I try to focus on the writing. So that may take, you know, three or four, or five hours to write a three to five minute video, but then that that doesn't count recording it because I'm the worst actor in the world. So I can't even remember my lines that I wrote. How am I messing it up? There's no, you know, there's no way I can get the lines wrong if I wrote it. But with that character, you got to hit certain bits. I got to say, what on flat earth are you talking about? You know, um, so usually, you know, maybe maybe it'll take two hours to write the piece and then usually an hour max to record it and then to edit it. So maybe I might have five hours in a five minute video. Yeah. And that's, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, you essentially we could call that a half a, a half a day in the working man's world, you know, for sure. And it's, it's, it's weird. Cause sometimes it'll take me so long to now I've got my tricks. I've moved the videos into, into my mom's garage, which is a fucking pit. Uh, and I'll hang the the script up on the garage door. So if I get lost, I can kind of cheat back because when I was recording them outside, there's no real place to hang it up, you know? Right. I remember one of my first questions for you was, is Tony a real person? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always play to a guy that's running the camera. I call him Tony and he's not, he's not real, but it's fun because anytime you see somebody in a backyard, you know, doing a rant or something. They always got a guy working the camera. So I'm like, I might as well just give this fake person a name and call him Tony. It's kind of yeah. like uh, Ernest P. Worrell's Vern. Yep. That's true. I didn't even think of that, but that's definitely true. Yeah. I didn't either. That's, that's a good comparison. I mean, we are probably, you're probably giving away too many secrets, but I mean, it is what it is. It's, it's, it's not a, it's a character and like, I love it. I do every fucking video. I always look forward to them. I got to say that <clears throat> I was expecting one on um, your uh, your buddy, Andrew Luck. I was expecting that video, kind of how it went down. 
and that was a sad day for Indianapolis. <laughs> it was weird because I was at a, doing a show Saturday night that week that he retired, and people came up to me and they're like, "Did you see Andrew Luck retired?" And you know, I like football, but I'm not the biggest fan. And I know he, I think he's my age. And I'm like, wow, for that dude to just retire, especially at the beginning of the season, it was really crazy. But, you know, if you got injuries and you want to be with your family, I totally get it. But it was just, it came as a surprise. Yeah. I almost texted you when I first seen the, the, uh, the posting of it. And I'm like, nah, I guarantee people are fucking texting him left and right or sending him links or whatever. And I know he pays attention to the news. So it's probably, he probably knew before I did. So I was like, eh. Yeah, it was it was weird. Just people, you know, texting me. So they, then they would say like, "Sorry for your loss," <laughs> right? <laughs> like you died. <laughs> I mean, here here's what would be fucking hilarious is if you could go to the stadium, or if you could if you could get the angry redneck with some of the actual Colts players and get a video, uh, a, a segment like that. I mean, how fucking cool would that be? Oh, that would be fun. And I, I part of me thinks, you know, because every uh, video I say fuck the NFL and go Colts yeah. I part of me is it's such a small world I wonder if any of them have seen that but obviously it's a political politically skewed video so they're not going to share it but it's uh it is a small world of who's seen my videos which is really crazy to me yeah they don't really fit the agenda do they <laughs> no no it you know when you're uh essentially a business and you're leaning politically one way or the other that's going to make somebody mad you know yeah. So we, we've talked about, you know, in private conversations, the, I guess, uh, opinions, beliefs, thoughts, concerns, blah, blah, blah. So I guarantee what most people would want to know is, is the angry redneck, is that coming from the real Brent Ter- Terhune or is that just coming from Brent Terhune who is just kind of poking at situations? I mean, it's a little of both. And I, I like to, you know, and some of this stuff I talk about is political, but it's more about uh, showing hypocrisy, I think, you know, yeah. um, and it would it, it's going to be interesting if, you know, here in the next, you know, eight years or whatever, if we get a, a liberal president, how I would even skew uh, the character to to react to what's going on, because sometimes I don't really know how he's going to react till something happens, you know? Yeah. And how many times have you thought, hey, I'm going to do this for my next segment and then maybe scrapped it or changed it before you even got started because your own personal thoughts probably changed, you know, maybe overnight? Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't think that's happened very often, but I try to, you know, if I'm putting that out there, whether I'm actually saying, hey, I'm Brent Terhune playing a character or not, I want it, first and foremost, it's just got to be funny regardless, you know, and then it can have a message after that. Um, but not, not often do I change it, but you know, I, I've had some stuff where there's not really anything that's happened really. I mean, that with like that abortion law and I think it was Alabama and I wasn't even going to say anything cause that is such a, a touchy topic regardless, but I, I want people were like, when are you going to talk about this? So and I, I made the video, but even stuff like that, you know, that I, I have my own personal beliefs that I don't even share with people. You know, it's weird to have your own beliefs and the character's beliefs. Yeah. And, and also, worrying, worrying on top of that, that people, and obviously it's, it's happened are twisting those beliefs with your personal beliefs. 
Oh yeah. And, or be just being misrepresented. You know, I, the last thing I want for somebody to think of is uh, that I'm an asshole or a dick. And I, it's not that I care what you think of me, but I, we all want to be liked, you know? The most criticism that I see as far as the character goes, the shit that you'll repost maybe on Facebook or IG or whatever, where the people are, are uh, you know, barking at you. <clears throat> it's not so much of what you said specifically. It's the re- some of the responses you get are just fucking stupid just stupidity like it's funny to see these dumbass people trying to talk shit i'm like you have to just see it and just laugh you know like are you serious they'll they'll call me an idiot or stupid but somehow misspelled everything in their sentence exactly and and at least if you're gonna come at me come correct you know don't have any holes in your argument so i can totally disqualify it so <clears throat> one one thing here that and Kent said this before and I'll let him him speak but uh I know he feels strongly about it and we we don't really get into a whole lot of politics here we're not fans of the liberals or the the libtards or whatever you want to call them we have no issue with that um but most of the people that talk shit towards you or that character that's that's what they are because that's where you're hitting you know, you're hitting home runs towards is them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why we identify with the character so much, but Kent and I, <clears throat> and I'll let Kent chime in, but we support our president here on camp blood radio. We support our president. If you don't like that, then you're just not fucking patriotic, plain and simple. Now I'm not saying that I like everything that he does or that every president has done, but I know Kent said it before and I'll let him say it again about uh, supporting our president of the United States. Yeah. I mean, I supported Obama. I, I think that regardless of your political party, uh, you should support the president. He's re- he's representing all of us. I mean, if you're hoping for the president to fail, then you're hoping the country to fail. And I'm not even a conservative. I'm I'm more of an independent kind of right leaning, kind of right leaning independent centrist. But uh, I see a lot of shit that Donald Trump does that I don't like, but I still support him. Like I cannot fathom not supporting the president of the country that you live in. That doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. And like I said, I supported Obama, supported Bush, fucking Clinton. Like, you should support the person that's running the ship that you're riding on in the ocean. (laughs) Like, it doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, I I see a lot of issues. Like, I personally have a lot of issues with some, like, you know, harder right-leaning conservatives, too. But uh, by far, uh, liberals are, at the moment, the most repulsive human beings on the face of the earth. Agreed. Well, I think, you know, with anybody that has an opinion, uh, especially the internet, I mean, the beauty is you can have your opinion. And then the the dark side is you can have your opinion. And it's just at a certain point, you're like, Jesus Christ, why is this even an argument, you know, for certain things? And And I think you should support the president, but I think you should also remember that all these politicians should work for us, you know? Absolutely. So, I mean, the the big question I, I'm sure the listeners want to know is Brent Terhune an actual Trump supporter? Uh, I am uh, a an extreme moderate. <laughs> okay, I respect I, that. Uh, I like that answer. Because again, whether you're a liberal or a, uh, or conservative, y- your job is to work for the American people, and it's always weird when uh, either certain party party will wear a jersey of their candidate and sometimes you see that literally of you know they'll have an obama jersey or a trump jersey and you're like dude that's not how that should work you should 
you should be holding all these people in office accountable because at the end of the day, they're supposed to work for us. So how many people ask you that if you're a Trump supporter? Uh, I mean, or do they just no. assume that you are? It's, it's crazy how you can watch a video and quote it back, but still you'll make me confused whether you got the, what I was doing, you know? Um, so usually never, people never ask. They just kind of assume and let you can think whatever you want. Cause that's the, that's the beauty of the character is whether you, you get it or you don't, you know? Yeah. I like to feel like I get most of them, but I'm sure there's probably parts in there that maybe I didn't read it right. Maybe it was more of a poke situation than a support situation or I know there's a lot of pokes in there. I get that. But to me, when I, that character, when you're wearing the hat and the, you know, my president, Mr. Donald J. Trump and the impeachment video, um, just a, a bunch of them. And it gives you that obvious impression that the character is, obviously pro-Trump. Yeah. It's like seeing a, a dog and he's going to bark, but what bark, what comes out is a meow, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's weird, you know, cause I play it so straight. It's, it's fun to see people's opinions on that. Um, and then the, they'll repost and say, what are your thoughts? And some people will be like, Oh, this guy's an idiot. And then other people will be like, you know, it's a joke, right? And be like, yeah, I got it. And that, like they'll backtrack because they didn't get it. It's always fun to watch that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, it's a joke. I get it. But some of it is like legit information. For it, sure. Yeah. And it's, it's weird. It's kind of like if, uh, um, if you can be informational, it's, I think it's more effective if you can be funny, if I can trick you into learning something, you know? Yeah. And I think like you absolutely. Rock. Is, the, is the Hodge twins. Yeah, you, you definitely like accomplished that. I mean, the um, probably with the well, the recent impeachment video, that probably was an educator. Yeah, I don't, I, to be honest, I don't even remember what I said in that. <laughs> well, I remember uh, the the democrats. Oh yeah, I'd, and a lot of it is me watching people that hold such strong beliefs, and they'll say stuff like the democrats, and that to me just makes me laugh when you when it's like. It's like your personality comes down to calling people dumb craps. It's it's so funny to me. Like that it dumbs them down to saying that is what you're saying. Yeah. And it's um I, I follow so many uh, different accounts of like I, I forever I've said my president, Mr. Donald J. Trump. But then there's these two farmers that do videos and the guy will start off by saying my president, Mr. Donald J. Trump. And it's fun to watch how many real life characters can be put into my character, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, like I said, I, I know what the big picture is with it. Like I said, we've talked about it, but with the joking, with the mispronunciation, with the, uh, the dumb craps, the, the, you know, whatever the changing of the names that Colin Kapperschnitt and, um, you know, fuck the NFL and the boycotting and, Bernie I, I Sanders just, lighting his labia menorah. Oh yeah, yeah. In the Oval Office. <laughs> the uh, but it, it's just it's just fucking hilarious, and I I still remember the because and it hasn't even been that long ago, but the Gay Pride one when you were talking about um sweeping up all the glitter and the dildos, I literally about <laughs> spit my beer out. I like I had to get up. I about choked, and it's not even that big of a deal, but it's just fucking funny. It's just fucking yeah. hilarious. 
And some of the, yeah, some of the stuff has a, um, a message one way or the other, but then some of the stuff to me is just funny, you know, and that, and that's what I love about comedies. You just hear something that's just plain funny and there's no getting around it. That's what makes me laugh yeah. the hardest is those types of jokes. <laughs> so, so can I, can I dime you out on something? Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. So in your videos, you talk about your 2019 big ass truck, right? <laughs> yeah. And whether and some people know and some people don't know <clears throat> but for those that don't know is Brent Terhune doesn't drive a 2019 big ass truck <laughs> <laughs> tell me you drive a Kia Brent Terhune no. drives a Prius oh my god <laughs> I know and it's, I it's am, worse than you thought Kent I am not oh, joking fuck. it's been it's been parked at my compound in my driveway I I, I can vouch for that and here's what's worse is that I'm on my third one. <laughs> oh, that's right. You have had multiples. I forget. What the first one had just high mileage and I, I got a different one and then I hit a deer and then I hit that deer and then got the same model, just a different color. You're a just fucking cause... subscriber. To, to... <laughs> that, that's crazy. I, I would have never suspected that. Uh, I pictured like even the real Brent Terhune to be driving at the very least a Ford Ranger. <laughs> yeah, nineteen ninety one Ford Ranger four speed with a, a stick. At the very least. Or a four cylinder with a stick. I uh I wish like I'm thinking about my next car because I a stick shift is so much more fun to drive. Uh but I drive so much, like, you know, forty thousand, fifty thousand miles a year that to have that car it just makes more sense. But I drove my friend's car recently on a road trip and he had a stick shift. And I'm like, man, this is so much more fun than not, you know, shifting gears. Yeah. If you're driving a super sport Camaro. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, I, uh, I hate to dime you out like that though. I just, you know, the character, it's no no secret. (laughs) Yeah. It's no secret. I know you've even, you've mentioned that in your regular standup, you drive a Prius. So, well, here in a couple of months, I'm going to have to upgrade to a 2020 big ass truck. Yeah, I was going to say you're going to have to step up your game. Um, yeah, no, it's just it's just all it's all good shit, and it's shit that people relate to. But uh, like I said, it's just the little nuances there of of the big ass truck and you throwing in flat Earth and uh, you know uh, American by birth and Hoosier by the grace of God herself and just throwing yeah. those little things in there that just put it over the top. And it, that's fun because, you know, I never set out to have all those, you know, character traits, but when you're building a character, you got to kind of know like, Hey, how would that guy react? If, uh, if you know, somebody walked in the room and they were naked, how does that guy react? I know how Brent Terhune would react, but how does that, you got to build like a character Bible is what they would call it, you know? And, and it, over the over time, you just kind of accidentally stumble on stuff of you know what on flat Earth is is going on because that guy is definitely a conspiracy theorist. Oh yeah, and he believes in Sasquatch too. Oh for sure. Yeah, he's he's seen them. Oh, he did see them. Yes, yes. But even some so, of your other videos, like uh, speaking of Halloween time, and. You have had a video. I don't remember exactly the name of the title. I've I've watched all your videos, but this one was, uh, quote unquote, something as seen in every horror movie, and that one was fucking awesome too. Oh, thank yeah, that one was just called every horror movie ever, um, and that one's you know it's it's fun to do 
the the sat satirical comedy, but it's also different to talk about stuff you love. So I've got uh, Bigfoot hunting videos and ghost hunting videos and horror movie stuff. And that's the stuff I like. And I'm trying to talk about that more on stage, but it's, again, it's like trying to tell somebody you watched a horror movie last night in April. You got to trick somebody into like wanting to talk about that stuff. And what was the last horror movie you've seen in theater? Um, I, the last movie I, you can maybe count as a horror movie, but it was Joker, which was a couple days ago. Um, and then before that, maybe it was um, Midsummer. I'd have to look and see what came out recently, but I try to catch all at least the new horror movies for sure. Did you catch it? Did you catch uh, it? Chapter two yet? Oh yeah, that was the last one. Yeah, um, that was probably the probably the best fourteen hour movie I've seen recently. I one hundred and thousand percent agree with you. I loved it. Only fourteen hours? I thought it was like nineteen. <laughs> it wasn't long. Uh, enough. I I did like I thought the first one was better, but it's uh I did enjoy it too. I saw us, Annabelle comes home, um, and crawl. I think that's did you see crawl. I did no, not yet, and that was that's on my list, but it's so hard to find all the movie, you know, find time to watch all the movies. I saw the Dead Don't Die, which if you've and not seen that, I would disappointing. I think I thought it was disappointing. That was a fucking yeah, snooze fest. I went in knowing it was a zombie movie. I try to avoid trailers just because I'd rather just see it. Uh, and I I was like, man, what, halfway through, I'm like, I hope this gets better. And it, it just didn't. I was so excited to see Bill Murray on screen. And it just, I don't know, man. It, it's like Nathan said, it was a snooze fest. It was. I didn't even finish it. It ends up being Aliens. Let yeah, me ruin I, that for you. I was, so, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not even going to finish it. Oh, that's how done I'm boycotting that movie. I'm fucking <laughs> that done really with that shit. pisses me off. It pisses me off. That's right. As the angry redneck would say. I did yeah. see uh, Escape Room. I thought that one was fun. I saw Ma. That one was good too. Yeah, um, let me ask you. Uh, I've been like dancing on buying Midsummer because you can't rent it right now on on like the Xbox or or anything. Is it worth the fourteen ninety nine to go go ahead and and buy it so I can watch it now and then never watch it again? Or I don't uh, know. It depends on what what you like. I mean, because this that's not a typical horror movie. Um, and if you can get it on Blu Ray or four K, I would definitely watch it because it's got a lot of color in in it. Okay. Hey, do you have um, Netflix print? Yeah. There's a movie on there. Uh, I bet you would like called In the Tall Grass. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna. I'll put that on my list of stuff to watch. The Stephen King flick. It's re- it's weird as shit, but uh, I think you'd enjoy it. Does anyone like not have Netflix these days? I feel like that's like uh, like everyone has it. And Hulu. Everybody has Hulu too. Well, yeah. That well, I only have it because I want to binge watch uh, Full House and Saved by the Bell and all those '90s sitcoms. That's the only reason why I have it. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Recently, my girlfriend and I have been watching uh, Walking Dead, uh, and I was way behind. So we've been like literally binging that like three or four episodes a night. So and that's been awake during it. Like, are you yeah. actually like staying conscious? Uh, yeah, I I think it's good. I don't I don't know where you left off, but I I've like, been happy with it. And I also, think I season seven maybe. Stand up comedian, isn't he? What's that? The guy that plays Eugene in The Walking Dead is a stand-up comedian as well, isn't he? I don't know. I'd have to look that up. I, and that's one of my favorite characters. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that guy's a stand-up and still doing stand-up in between 
uh, filming The Walking Dead? I, I don't know. I'd have to look up. Josh look McDermott? Up. Yeah, yeah. I'd have to check that out. His character has a, such a unique way of speaking that you got to hit all the all those points and hit in the script. You know, it's kind of like saying flat earth. His character is much better than mine. Yeah. I think him uh, and Neely are the two best characters in that entire series. Yeah. yeah the, and uh, Negan was so, you know, such a, like an asshole, but a charismatic asshole. You're like, you'll, you'll let him get away with things just because, you know, he's so likable, but you're like, somehow oh, you're just, he's still likable. Yeah. It's it's bizarre, and then he'll just do a, a 180 degree turn and be like, "Man, fuck this guy." Do that little lean that he does with the ball bat. You know what I'm talking about? Where he's yeah, he's almost touching the cement. I have a scoliosis, so I definitely know the lean. Yeah, yeah, and and his Michael Jackson thriller jacket and his scarf. That's cool. God, he yeah, rocks shit out of that though. A tough guy with a scarf. Oh yeah. Yeah, I didn't have much use for him. I thought he was a dildo. Now, uh, Brent, going all over the, the the United States and performing stand-up and everything, there has to be some kind of horror story that you've had happen to you in one of these shitty, shady, uh, pay-by-the-hour motels or on stage or something. What's the What's the most horrifying thing that's happened to you in your years of doing stand-up on the road? A lot of them have to do with, and I say stand-up is very similar to that song Turn the Page by Bob Seger because you walk in and everybody turns to look at you, especially small towns, and they know that you're not from there, you know? And yeah. that's that's part of the, it's a weird thing of like, you know, if, if I wanted to be, if they wanted to make me disappear, they could. I would be a true crime podcast by next year, <laughs> you know? So that's a lot of the, the weird stuff. Uh, was was that kind of stuff, which is just generic, or the prison story. Um, I did a, I'm using air quotes, but I did a show at a resort recently, and we were outside uh, on a stage, and they didn't have chairs, but everybody was uh, sitting on four-wheelers or golf carts. That was the chairs. Oh, And Jesus you could Christ. see people turn the headlights on and leave during the show, because <laughs> I didn't know it was outside, and usually outside comedy is not good and that this was the case and then you pull uh, up in your prius yeah it's one of the, yeah they they knew i wasn't from there i was driving a prius and uh yeah just everything was stacked against us like the, wearing the a host, like michael myers shirt though they're like who's this dildo driving a prius with a fucking michael myers shirt on his fucking beard <laughs> that's true i like to confuse them i i drive a prius but i wear a confederate flag romper to <laughs> <laughs> And a mega hat. heads explode. <laughs> yeah. It was weird. Like the host of the show at the resort was a blind guy and they were heckling the blind guy. Oh, so you know, they're not going to have any sympathy for you. No, I, the, it was just bizarre. Like, I mean, the guy, the guy already has shit going against him and he's fun. He was a funny, he's a funny guy. He's a friend of mine, but I'm like, man, you're heckling the blind guy. How's this going to go for me? So is it just that kind of stuff where, you know, you're alone. That's the kind of scary stuff. It has to you be know. terrifying before getting on stage. Or knowing uh, you're getting ready to get up there and bomb. Um, And to me, like that show, I didn't bomb. Like to me, bombing is if I'm messing up my own jokes. Uh, But it, it didn't go well. But I just stuck to my guns and I was loud and I just didn't give them uh, a moment to talk. That's why Robin Williams... 
his joke delivery was so quick because he didn't want to be heckled. So that's oh, and, okay. So that's why I just talk as fast as I can and as loud as I can and not let them win. Not give them the opportunity. That's true. Yeah. That's your inspiration. Really about that's Robin true. Williams, but that's 100% true. Yeah. And there's been times when I've been on the road, there's a stretch of highway from like, I think it's in Virginia to Ohio, but it's called the double a highway. And, and a lot of times I drive at night and my phone, you can just look at the phone and it, it'll go from like uh 4g to 3g. And then it'll just say no service and it'll be pitch black at 3am. So if something happens, I'm fucked, you know, <laughs> cause there's literally no service. And who knows how long before somebody drives by. That's the kind of scary stuff. Now, uh, who is your personal favorite stand-up? Uh, I mean, if, if we're talking all time, you have to say George Carlin and Richard Pryor, but more contemporary ones. I like Roy Wood Jr., who's a, a correspondent for The Daily Show, and I liked him before that. Uh, there's a guy from Nashville called uh, Nate Bargatze, uh, Chad Daniels. Yeah, um, he and he's like he's a clean comic, but you don't know he's clean. You just so watch. Dry. Yeah, um, Gaffigan. I like Jim Gaffigan a lot. Um, Mitch Hedberg was has always been one of my favorites. Um, but then you know I like Dave Chappelle. He's probably the probably the best living comedian today. Oh, so Stones was brilliant. I, I haven't even caught that yet. It's there's so many specials I need to get caught up on, but. Um. Yeah, just that's a kind of out there called Paper Tiger. That's also really, really good. I heard that's really good, and that, that's another guy I would mention too. Is is Bill Burr? There's just some guys that are hitting on all cylinders right now. You know, Bill Burr is is probably, uh, and it's hard to choose, but I would say Bill Burr is probably my favorite living comedian at the moment. I I just everything that dude says fucking makes my sides hurt. And he has the gift to to say something that I disagree with, and but then he either changes my mind or I'm still laughing at this thing that I disagree with. He might not change your mind, but you'll go, well, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I've... Yeah, at least he's got a good, solid argument behind it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sorry I'm, I'm hounding you with this stand-up, but horror, horror is obviously my number one passion, but stand-up, stand-up comedy is is my number two. And if I wasn't such a pussy, I would, I would attempt it myself, but I don't have the cojones that you do. So hey, I'll just, just watch you guys get three minutes and go to an open mic that nobody else knows you're going to be at and see what happens. So you shouldn't invite your entire family the first time you go up. Is that what you're telling me? I mean, whatever venue you're performing at is going to want you to bring people. But if, if you're never going to see these people again, if it doesn't go well, then it doesn't matter, you know, but just, Get three minutes of, of jokes. That's what I tell people. Just people always want they want to come out of the gate and do 10 minutes. And I can tell you that it's not going to go well, probably, you know, because I, I, I ran an open mic at my home club here in Indianapolis for like eight years. So I could just see like even during the pre-show meeting, I could tell who's not going to be funny. And usually I was right. Um, but I just tell people to get three minutes um, and write as clean as possible because it's going to be more opportunity, but you can always add in uh, profanity and, and dirty jokes, but it's harder to take that out later. Yeah, and it seems like some people try to drop the F-bomb like as a filler. They try to use it as like a 
like a, a filler for for like lapses in in, in speech. It well, seems for sure. Like. And I'm no I'm no prude. I don't you know I I don't really care about what anybody talks about. But I'm just saying you know from a, if you want to not even mainstream appeal, but it's hard to say fuck and then have somebody's grandma sitting in the audience too. You know. Yeah. 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 Wow. And is there any chance we're going to get to see you at Comedy Off Broadway anytime soon here in uh, in Lexington? I'm I'm working on that. I'm always working on trying to get in new places. And uh, definitely the the booker, his name's Jordan. He's aware of me. But it's you know when Roy Wood Junior's coming into town, it's hard to book Brent Terhune or you know Chad Daniels is coming in. So I'm I'm working on it. And uh, if any, I just did a brewery down there in Lexington. Actually, I don't remember what it was called. Um, but if I don't make it to the club, I'll get there one way or another at a different venue. Well, I'm going to keep my eye out for you because Lexington's only about 30 minutes from me. Well, you know, okay. I, I have an idea, though. Here's what we could probably do. You know that Jason X trap shoot we were going to do with the DVDs? Oh, yeah. We could probably we could probably have Brent headline that. That would be amazing. Yeah, that's perfect. I mean, the Jason X DVD trap shoot slash Brent Terhune comedy show. I mean, holy shit. <laughs> And depending on how my set goes, you guys could throw in some of my CDs if you want to. <laughs> I was gonna say, do you have any uh, DVDs or CDs maybe that maybe, maybe not have to get thrown in there because Meth Head Ted or uh, Todd from down the street didn't, you know, wanted to drive off on his four-wheeler and say, fuck you? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, I'm hoping to record a new something, whether it be an album or special at the end of this year, album for sure, but I think... I mean, we live in a visual age, so you got to have some some kind of video to go with your audio. So that's the the next step in my career, I think, is recording uh, something a uh, video wise and wherever it lands. If Am- if it goes on Amazon, that would be great for me. But we'll you know we'll see where it would go. Oh yeah, definitely. And with all the streaming platforms, I mean, shit, there's basically endless possibilities at this point but yeah that'd be awesome to have a dvd of some stand-up or whatever but uh people want to see the angry redneck though on you that's it's almost like uh, i don't even want to say it's like typecasting yourself but it's almost like that with the response that i see like people want to see more oh for sure and it's like when you hear somebody you know the reason larry the cable guy is larry the cable guys because people liked Larry more than they liked Dan Whitney, the guy, the real guy, you know? Um, but uh, I don't, I don't want to just be that. Cause I, I, if you look at my history, I've done tons of other characters. Uh, I have one, his name is Coney Danza and he's a hot dog and he does jokes about being a hot dog, you know? Um, and I know that sounds fucking far fetched, but it was, it's fun to walk out on stage in a hot dog suit, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. And who doesn't like Tony Danza? I mean, come on. Well, this is Coney Danza. But you know, you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to play off of a person, I mean. The boss Tony with Danza. the sauce. <laughs> right, right. And then, uh, but yeah, what was the, I mean, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, then there's what, the turkey thing? I can't remember what the fuck that's called. Mr. Turkey is uh, my album, and that's it's based off a bit. My name is Brent Terhune, and when I would substitute teach, Little kids can't say my last name, so they they call me Mister Turkey. Yes, that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So I do. I do have an album on iTunes and stuff like that, and that that actually went to number one on iTunes, which was cool, totally unexpected. Um, 
but yeah, I'm trying to get more stuff out stand up wise just because, you know, you know, Bill Burr's doing a new hour every every year and I'm not on that level. I can't produce that much, but you gotta just have stuff out there for people to consume. Well, you might be someday. So listeners, share, like, subscribe, go see the stand up live. I mean, you gotta help out. It just might happen. Yeah, I mean, the way I look at it is I'm a small business, and so are you guys. So you got to support your local small business. Absolutely. If you love comedy and you love horror, this is your fucking, this is your guy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I mean, trying to work you out got more him. horror jokes, too. Yeah, I mean, you got him or you got Brian Posehn. They're both gingers. They both have beards. They're basically the same. Just go fucking support them both, plain and simple. Yeah, just uh, just pretend I'm Brian Posehn. Than Brian Posehn, when you like, come out, cheer like a, I'm Brian Posehn. Yeah, yeah. And, other than he's a foot taller. I mean, that's really the only difference. Yeah, that dude he's, is a giant. I did not expect that when I met him. He's probably like a foot and a half. That guy is real tall. I I, I, I did not expect that. That we walk up to him and he tower. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I I've worked with a couple guys. And, you know, in, in comedy, and I always just forget how tall some of these guys are. Like Drew or Greg Hahn, I, you know, he's a regular on Bob and Tom. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's always just, I just forget how tall the dude is. Um. Now, had have you ever, did the thought, has the thought ever crossed your mind to take your your character and, and kind of make it your onstage persona like Bobcat Goldthwait did or, or Andrew Dice Clay did? Uh where that's your thing and then you're you off stage. Yeah. I've, I've thought about doing that. Um, it's, but it's, it's like one of those things where not everybody's coming to see me. So I don't want to, you know, piss people off and then have them leaving. Oh. Cause really I'm, I'm just a guy booking myself. So if I get into a club, you know, if there if people are leaving for any reason, then I'm not going to get booked back, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Especially right now. Oh, for sure. It's, you gotta, you know, you gotta toe a line and if you're likable, you can get away with a lot more, but you know, all it takes is for somebody to record your set and have something out of context for people to lose their shit. End, end of the end of, end of game. That's it. Game over. Yep. You gotta love the boycotters. Yeah. <laughs> really be boycotting your off. ass. That's right. Really pissing you off. Them goddamn boycotters. Damn I love people cards. that boycott things that they never were going to buy in the first place like white claw i'm done with these tampons <laughs> <laughs> yeah white claw i never intended on buying it in the first place so you know you know the boycotting thing too not to just completely take shots at liberals uh the boycotting the stupid boycotting thing that seems to be more of a conservative flaw uh, am i wrong on that would you say that's that's true Probably right now it's more of a conservative thing, but I think if the roles were reversed as far as having a liberal president, it would just be, I think whoever's mad is going to boycott, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I yeah. think it's just a human nature, especially now in a digital age. You, If you're mad, you have to let everybody know. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that? Why can't you just be mad and shut the fuck up? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's It's... You know, if a tree falls in the forest and nobody's there to hear it, if I get mad in the forest, if I don't post about it on social media, am I truly mad? You know, 
I mean, if you burn your Colin Kaepernick jersey in the backyard of your compound in Indianapolis and no one's there to see it, I don't know. Meanwhile, yeah. drinking martinis with three blondes in a jacuzzi in Hawaii, like <laughs> you're burning your $38 jersey. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not even the 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 official NFL one. It's from Target. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So speaking of iTunes a little bit ago, and obviously we mentioned your podcast. It's basically dropping now. Let's talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that. Obviously going to be available on all regular platforms. And how'd that come about? Kind of where we at with it, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I said earlier, I went to school for radio and I've always, with podcasting and radio in general, it's always such an intimate medium. Nobody, you know, for the most part, nobody's listening to a podcast with a group of their friends, you know? Um, so it's always been a, a fun medium because I consume so much, so many podcasts just being on the road. Um, and my the first podcast I did was with a couple comics and it was just pretty much hanging out and shooting the shit. Um, and then, you know, schedules change and lives change. So then I did a wrestling one for a couple of years. Um, and again, schedules changed and it was already watching wrestling was five or six hours a week before we even turned on a mic. Um, so now with this one called field trip, especially for the month of October, it's going to be uh, more a scarier uh, based one. So the first one, uh, me and a guy named Josh Arnold from Bob and Tom, who I see at all the horror conventions around here. And Indy, we talked about um, uh, Halloween, John Carpenter's Halloween. So we do a deep dive on that. And then the one that just came out uh, today or most recently is um, it's called Good, Good, Good Ghost Stories. So it's kind of like uh, if so- have somebody had a radio call in show and they had a paranormal experience or just a creepy experience in general. So I, I play, you know, kind of the narrator and then weave in some music. And, uh, you know, people either called in or I would read some from Reddit or Facebook. Um, so the month of October and then next week, yours will be, uh, Nathan, we talk about the, the Friday the 13th franchise. And then overall, it'll be more cop, uh, pop culture based stuff. So I've got some other episodes in the can, like a stra- extravagant celebrity purchases or um, what, what were the other uh, overquoted movies? So stuff that uh, if you don't know who I am or who my guests are, you can latch on to the topic and hopefully you like my personality enough to come back for something that you don't particularly care for. And the name field trip, the field trip. Uh, I don't know. I just, it, you know, that was the hardest part of coming up with the name and it just seemed like a, a fun concept to me. And the cover of it is a UFO. So it just seemed like a fun thing to talk about because really a name is whatever. It, it could have just been the Brent Terhune show, but I don't want to be just that. I thought the field trip was just fun. Yeah. No, that, that's, and it's, um, it's that's easy for one. me to say Wednesday's field trip day. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, yeah. I can see that. Okay. I get you because <clears throat> when we did that episode at my compound, I, uh, you, there was no name yet. There wasn't really, uh, I guess any, general direction you were still kind of i guess mm-hmm. shopping I around checking around just getting some i have a list of topics that i want to talk about and that's really more with the concrete idea you know and um then the field trip just kind of came and i had the idea for the the ufo uh 
uh, thing because you know I'm a, I, I like conspiracy theory theory type stuff and Bigfoot and all that shit. So just a fun, cool looking logo. Now, did you join up with the network yet? Not yet. I I started doing uh, Patreon to see if uh, that, that that's going to take off uh, and go from there because uh, you know as well as I do, it's hard. It, it's you know it's hard to just find time to record, let alone upload and get artwork and edit, you know, so I'm trying to do Patreon first and then we'll see where it goes from there. Oh yeah. I mean, people, they don't understand the time that it takes. There's, there's editing. Whereas on this show, I don't do a lot of editing. It's pretty much uh, live and in living color. Just, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, you don't have to, you know, uh, which is great. And yep. you know, you're a good, you're a good host. So you keep ship moving. Sometimes I'll just be in the middle of an episode and be like, I don't know what the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> and it happens. I mean, people, you know, when you're doing these, people are drinking and doing things and mm-hmm. there's other shit going on. And a lot of times fucking Kent here, his fucking cell phone's going off or one of his 37 kids is fucking pulling at his pant leg or he's limping around. Chronically masturbating. Cro- chronically. <laughs> I've, ejac- I've ejaculated three times since we started recording. Actually, That's it? Only three? <laughs> Holy it's a bad off day. Yeah, so I mean, you know, he's he's the ultimate unprofessional, but it works. So yeah, but to those be are fair, things. I never claimed to be professional. You didn't. No, no, sir, you did not. But it does. It takes work and there's there's it doesn't just we talk and then it's just out there. I mean, it has to be posted, things have to be done. And it does, it takes time. And some people I mean, I'm not Joe Rogan, so I'm never going to monetize like Joe Rogan does. I, I would like to at some point in time. That'd be fucking awesome. But some of these people like that, they make serious fucking money doing this. And yeah, the, we, and know, it's with, less prep time to write it. It's easier to do a podcast than to write a whole comedy special. And he's probably making more doing podcasting. You know, I would, say, would you would you agree that he probably at the moment has the most successful podcast in history? Uh, probably. I think this American life is, is always on the top of the charts, but so is WTF with Mark Marin. But I mean, man, that uh, Joe Rogan's doing three hour podcasts and there's video and it's, uh, yeah, it's hard to compete with Rogan for sure. Probably maybe more. I don't know if you've ever listened to lore. Well, but you gotta uh, think about Joe Rogan though. Here's the thing with that. That's what I wanted to do with this show and go to YouTube and kind of broadcast it like Joe Rogan does. But then again, if I don't have somebody in the studio or if I don't have somebody with a webcam or this, that or the other, your options are starting to get limited. He has people out in L.A. that just show up in his studio and they got one camera set up going on for the most part. So he's Mm -hmm. able to do that and then also go straight to the airwaves with the video simultaneously. And most people don't have that option because if I was out in LA, yeah, I could make a lot more connections and I could have more live guests, but it's hard enough just to get someone to say, yeah, we can talk on, you know, Tuesday night or Wednesday night or whatever fucking day of the week it is. It's hard enough just to get the audio, let alone to be able to get the video, et cetera, et cetera. And he also has a payroll. Yeah. But I mean, we're talking about Camp Blood Radio being primarily a Friday the 13th um, segment. So a lot of the people, and it's not really a knock to them at all, but a lot of the alumni, I mean, they're not getting any younger. They might not have a webcam. You know what I yep. mean? So it, I can't get the video of them to be able to kind of make it function like in a Google Hangout setting, kind of like Joe Rogan, 
Whereas, yeah, they'll call you up or whatever. Um, uh, you know, we've, I've talked about Ted white recently and I still haven't heard back from him. Uh, you know, he's, uh, I don't know what's going on with that. So I don't know if we're going to be able to follow up with him on him being the most interesting Jason in the world. I'm working on it, but I don't know. Um, he's up there. So hopefully it works out, but you got to remember that some of these people are in their seventies, they're in their eighties, they're in their nineties. They're, they don't give a shit about technology or webcams or video or whatever. They'll, they might talk to you maybe. Um, but I haven't reached out. There's a lot of alumni out there with 12 films and I haven't reached out to a lot of them, but we we're doing pretty good on Friday content. And especially with stepping outside a little bit, uh, Brent here is our second, what I would deem as a special feature, Josh Rose, formerly of Graveyard Cars, the uh, the TV show. If you're a Mopar fan, he was our very first one that we did where we stepped outside of the Friday world and said, hey, we're going to start, you know, talking uh, about with other people because they are there are horror fans out there like Brent, like Josh, that uh, that are out and about. But they're Friday fans, they're Halloween fans, nightmare fans, et cetera, et cetera. And it's always great to talk to them. And they've got you know, they've got good shit to say. I mean, we've got, I mean, Brent Terhune, he's universal wide. Come on. Universally known on the microphone. That's right. I mean, what, what, what better can you get than that? He's a Friday fan. He's a horror fan. I mean, come on. It's like the best of both worlds. So hopefully the listeners can appreciate that. And if you can't, well, then don't listen. Yeah. That's, it's always funny how people complain about free stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's because... going to be people whining and bitch about, well, they didn't even talk about Friday the 13th or this and that. Like, And that's fine because what I'll say is we are primarily about Friday the 13th, but, and it's not, Camp Crystal Lake is not dried up. It's not dammed up. It's, 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 uh, it's alive and well. We have plenty of Friday shit to talk about, but sometimes maybe we want to talk about something different. We talk a little bit about Friday on this episode, but it's like I said, to sit back with a with a well known like personality though that that also loves horror and just shoot the shit like this and, and absolutely and, and not have a script and talk about whatever we, I enjoy like episodes like this probably more than a, a lot of the ones where we talk strictly Friday the Thirteenth. Oh yeah. Well, and a lot of times when you're shooting shit, it, uh, for a listeners from a listener standpoint, uh, it's pretty much what they would do with their friends anyway. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. This and just that's kind of real, you know. It it, it does, <clears throat> and it helps that like Brent and I, we know each other in real life. We will see each other from time to time from here on out. Obviously, Kent and I, we know each other in real life. So the conversation probably sounds like, hey, these guys are just guys hanging out, having an emotional support beer together wearing their emotional support beer shirts that you can buy at brentcomedy.com if I haven't already said that three times. But they sound like they... Exactly. <laughs> and, I, you know, uh, but it is what it is. So some of our conversation, people are probably like, these guys like sound like they know each other. Well, yeah, because we do. Just like with, uh, with Vince DeSanti on the other day and some of the other guys that we've had on, I'd have to go through the episodes. But yes, they are people that I know in real life. They are people that I talk to on a regular basis. So hopefully that's kind of the vibe that we get. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I like throwing something extra out there. And if people, if they don't like it, they probably won't say shit anyway, because Kane's dick riders, they really haven't, they've only came out kind of like once, but most of the time, if 
something like this with a Josh Rose episode, nobody talks shit about that at all. I never heard one bad thing about that. But I think a lot of guys that like Friday, there's a lot of car guys out there too. And there's a lot of people out there, like you said, if you like horror movies, you like stand-up comedy too. So it's, I think it was a perfect fit. Yeah, and it's it's just who doesn't like to laugh? I mean, Jesus, sometimes you're like people you talk to some people and they're like, Oh yeah, I don't like comedy. You mean you don't like fun? <laughs> yeah. Well this is uh, all this is is just fun, whether it's horror, comedy or whatever, you know? Exactly. And I mean, we have a good following. You have a great following. It's cross promotion. It's going to get listens. It's going to get views no matter how you look at it. And if people want to listen, great. If you don't, then that's great too. Uh, one way or the other, but fun. Another fun little fact is when we were talking about the lid tards earlier is we, we can't and I, <clears throat> you know, meaning we, we don't think the lib tards really have that much of a problem with Jason because he doesn't carry a gun. What do you think about that? <laughs> yeah, I I think we'd see more boycotts if he had a, a gun. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't see anybody boycotting Jason. I mean, Kent and I we boycotted uh, we boycotted Ronnie Yu's ass, you know, because he pisses us right off. <laughs> but other than that, we we I haven't seen anybody boycotting Friday the Thirteenth or Jason Voorhees specifically. So I just wondered what your thoughts were on that, since Jason doesn't carry a gun. Yeah, I think the closest thing would probably be what's the Art the Clown from Terrifier, I think. He had a a gun in that in that movie. So I think maybe uh the Libtards are more of a Art the Clown uh boycotters. Well that well, might be but the actor that plays Art the Clown is a like militant left wing liberal. <laughs> like Oh, okay. Like almost Antifa level liberal. <laughs> so with a yeah, gun, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, he's uh, he's very vocal on social media. I've never met David Howard Thornton in person, but I follow him on social media on a couple different platforms, and he's he's very vocal about his um, anti-Trump opinions. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that he's somebody that's probably going to be on the show. We'll put it that way. It's hard to have a gun in horror because it's the same as a cell phone because it, it really takes care of a lot of problems, you know? Yeah. Oh, definitely. But yeah, we came to that conclusion that the liberals would really not have much of an issue with Jason uh, uh, by any means. So, yeah. So um, <clears throat> anyways, uh, we've talked about some stand up. We've talked about some general horror. We've talked about this. We've talked about that. What haven't we talked about that we need to cover? I th- I mean, I think we've pretty much crossed everything off the list i don't know unless you guys have something else you want to talk about Kevin? i don't know man i just like shooting the shit with you i could sit here i could sit here for another two hours and and just talk about horror movies in general oh yeah yeah it's just it's just fun in general you yeah, know comedy too I, I love talking i love hearing I, I talk about stand-up comedy with a lot of my friends but none of us are stand-up comedians i, I would i would love to talk to you about it coming from a stand-up comedian's point of view you know like I just think that that whole art is fascinating to me and I, I I soak up everything that I can about it. So yeah, man, you're just somebody that I feel like I could talk to for hours and never run out of topics. Thanks, man. Do you, do you watch the the show um, comedians and cars getting coffee? I love that. Yes. Show. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean that, and that kind of, I watch that show and ju- you, you know, sometimes you're learning from some of the greatest comics ever and you just sit at their feet and just soak it all in, you know? Exactly. Uh, 
And there's something about Jerry Seinfeld that I love, and I don't know what it is. His nonchalantness, nonchalantness. I think how how he's accepted fame. You know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah. Which the, there's you know there's not many more comics bigger than Seinfeld, and so maybe he's not getting starstruck by you know Letterman because. You know, even there's this documentary called Comedian with Jerry Seinfeld where he starts over. He throws out his act and he starts with another five minutes and he's in this club in New York and he gets heckled by a lady. And one of his comments is, I, you can't get bigger than me. I had a network show on for nine years and made a million dollars an episode. And yet here I am still getting heckled. Is that the same movie where they also have the, the up and comer? Stanley Adams. They kind yeah. of demonized a little bit and ruined his career. I just worked with him in Tampa, um, and he's doing just fine. Oh, is he? Okay, cool. Yeah. I remember watching, I was watching like a maybe a documentary. I don't remember, but the way that they portrayed him in that was like apparently extremely unfair. I think so. it was unfair, but I don't know that they're far off. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but I, I, I worked with him, and but I mean, he's still successful. He's, you know, he's doing just fine. Yeah, man, I could just, uh, I, I feel I'd like to pick your brain, like in person, maybe, maybe at a whorehound. I'll come in whorehound in Cincinnati in March. And, nice. Uh, have, a, have a beer and just have a talk, you know, that isn't being recorded. <laughs> uh, well, I might go I, to that. I might go to that too. We might have uh, the three amigos. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, and then I, what I do. we'll do, what we can do there, is Brent has some fancy equipment. We can just do a, we can do a, a show right there on the spot. Yeah, I got you know mobile stuff, so we can record everywhere and anywhere. And I also do, I do Louisville more than I ever do Lexington. So I don't know if that's closer to you too, but, um, you know, uh, wherever the show is, I I travel. So I'm in Kentucky a couple times a year, especially Danville, Kentucky. I do that one. Are you kidding me? No. Yeah, there's a. I, I live in Danville. Okay, there. You know that show was it called Mallards? Yeah, that place called. Yeah, they have a comedy show in the back. I did a show one time for one of the guys from Montgomery Gentry was at that show. Wow. If you know that country okay. group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. So yeah. I do that place, and it's probably been a couple of years. So I don't even know if they do it anymore, but I've been there to Danville. You're talking about Mallards, the one that was between the uh, the. The flea the market movie theater and the, yeah. yeah, unfortunately they they closed that place down and they it's a church now. Oh man, I I was on stage and you could hear a church on the other side of the wall. And yeah, I didn't they, know <laughs> the people that owned it donated it. They just gave oh, it to, to the church. church. Yeah, you mean they added another church in Kentucky? Yeah. Well, well, you know we're Shocker. always one short. Yeah, so, unfortunately that's how a lot of my shows end as they uh, turn into churches. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so yeah, so not a flea market. <clears throat> yeah, the, <laughs> if it's so not where, a church, it's a flea market. Yeah, yeah. One or the Robert other, Ford yeah, I'm sure. Man. Or it's a or it's a Prius dealership. It could be one of the one of the three. Hey, well, so, if if it's there, I uh, I might pick up another Prius. Well, there you go, and you can uh, you can you can I guess haul it around in the back of your non-existent 2019 slash 2020 big ass truck. Yeah, with uh, the chrome chromed out and lifted up. Yes, absolutely. So, all right. So for those who are big fans of the Angry Redneck, 
with that just being a character in mind, obviously drinking beer with the redneck and some other things. So Brent or Hewn in general, if he were to have a beer, just say, you know what, I'm going to have a beer, not a gay pride, Bud Light, not, you know, whatever else. If you if he just says, hey, I'm going to have a beer, what, what's he going to drink? I mean, I, I, I hate to do the hipster answer, and it's not really a hipster motivation, but I, I PBR is something that I don't dislike. Um, and uh, there's like, you know, craft beers and stuff, but it's I'm if I'm drinking, it's more vodka, to be honest. Hey, there you go. I'll, I'll second that one. So vodka drinker, if you were to drink a whiskey, what kind of whiskey would Brent Terhune sip on? Hmm, what's um what's the Irish one? Jameson. Uh, yeah, Jameson. I like Jameson. I mean, okay. I like it as much as you can like whiskey, you know? Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. I do uh, like a white Russian. That's like adult chocolate milk. That is, absolutely that is. If Brent Terhune were to wear an NFL jersey, which one would he wear? Coats. No, 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 got to be specific. Go, you got to fuck the NFL and go coats. That's true. So he would wear a Peyton Manning jersey, I'm assuming. Peyton Manning for sure, or Marvin Harrison. Or Johnny Unitas. Old, or Johnny Unitas. I'd probably just switch back to the old Baltimore Colts jersey. Yeah, there you go. Okay. So if Brent Terhune were to not drive a Prius and he could drive whatever he wanted to drive as a daily driver, what would that be? Um, a, a Tesla P one hundred D, not a truck. No, no, not a truck. I uh, I test drove a Tesla, knowing that I could never afford it, and uh, we did a zero to sixty. And the guy was like, "You want to put your head back on the seat?" And my girlfriend didn't hear him, so I floored it. And she, you know, when you take off on a roller coaster, it's that that's the kind of force that we were talking about was uh was like roller coaster type force. Right. So she she was concussed. Yeah, unfortunately. And then we had to go to the ER and and uh, I had to uh convince the people that it wasn't from me. Yeah, there you go. This is not a domestic case, I can assure <laughs> it's you. Hard no. you have right. What's yeah, I know. <laughs> it it's from a car that I can't afford, I promise. <laughs> and if Brent or Hume we're going to watch a Friday the 13th movie, and he could only watch one. What would it be? Uh, part three or six. Boom. Those are the perfect answers right there. And Brent Terhune Comedy, BrentComedy.com. Where are the next set of shows going to be over the next two, three weeks? Um, Over the couple, I'll be in Des Moines, Iowa. I'm headlining the Funny Bone there. Um, where else am I going to be? Hmm. Now I got a lot of private stuff coming up. I'm going to be in Bloomington, Indiana for new years. Uh, that's called the comedy attic. And that's, uh, uh, when people talk about the best clubs in the country, that's always one that makes it. There's always clubs from New York and LA. And then for some reason, there's one from Bloomington, Indiana on there. So I'll be there for new years. Okay. Okay. Private. That, that kind of sounds bonerish. I'm just going to throw that out there. Well, my mom is going to be there, but no. Oh, well, that's boner patrol right there then. Private Don't. holiday type party stuff or, you know, I do fundraisers. It's weird because I'm not a filthy comedian, so it's not hard for me to switch to like a fundraiser type crowd. 
but it's nice to be able to say fuck if you want to, you know? What they call uh, corporate gigs. Yeah, corporate type stuff. Yeah. Well, that's why you're universal wide. You're universal. You can you can uh, facilitate to whatever crowd, I guess, you're playing. Yeah, I try to be, you know, as uh, and if if you're more um, what relatable. I mean, if people can laugh at a joke and be like, oh, that's happened to me, too. You know, you can't get much closer to humor than that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, you, uh, New Year's Eve, yes, a um, little bit of this, a little bit of that. But either way, BrentComedy.com, Bob and Tom. If you don't know who the fuck Bob and Tom, if the Bob and Tom show, if you don't know what that is, then you're probably not American. I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out there. Right? You're anti-American, in fact. Yes, you are anti-American. And, yeah. So writing for Bob and Tom, BrentComedy.com. He's got uh, his own podcast coming out. Uh, if you want to throw off a few of the avenues, uh, go ahead and do that. Uh, social media handles, if you want to check him out on Facebook, on Instagram, he's going to let you know. Yeah, my website's BrentComedy.com, and you can find all the links to my social media there. Facebook, uh, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. And on YouTube, you can find episodes of my podcast, uh, Field Trip with Brent Terhune or Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Stitcher. So if or you just Google my name, I'll pop up literally right there next to your computer and show you where to go. Well don't mind the boner. Uh if you Google him you might get a couple boner things in there. So just kind of be aware of that. That's just status quo these days. Well there you go. I appreciate your time, brother. Cool. Thanks guys. All right, check out brentcomedy.com for all that good information. That way you don't have to do all the Googling and find all the boners and all that shit. But that wraps up another episode of Camp Blood Radio. So please rate and review wherever you listen to the show at. Also check us out on Facebook and please leave us a review there. We would definitely appreciate it. And if you have any suggestions, feel free to drop us a line. Unless you're fucking Mark Tefner, you keep your mouth shut, bitch. And as always... Fuck the NFL and go Coats.